This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. This is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to the Courage Cast. I'm on my phone again today, and we're continuing our look into Chase the Lion, If Your Dream Doesn't Scare You, It's Too Small, by Mark Batterson. Um, this book has been very impactful, uh, and I'm going through it chapter by chapter uh, each day for the next 20 days. Uh, if you are not interested in this book, which I can't imagine you wouldn't be, because there's so much to pull from this. If you're in the courageous community and you're wanting to do something great or you have an interest in doing something that's bigger than yourself, but you're maybe dealing with the fear to do it, or maybe you're just wanting to improve your day-to-day and get better one day at a time, well, this book can be very impactful to you. And so if you're reading it along with me, I'm going through chapter three today, which is called The Ripple effect. And the part of the story that we're diving into, and actually the part of the scripture, it comes from 2 Samuel 23, 8, just with the three words in one encounter, in one encounter. And what I really love about this book, it makes me, or this section of the book is it, it makes me think of the butterfly effect which if you've ever heard of that, it's the idea that a butterfly flaps its wings on one end of the earth, which then becomes a hurricane on the other side of the earth. That the effect of, of, of just one thing, very, very small, seemingly insignificant thing can be proven, and they've scientifically proven this, can be proven to affect weather on the other side of the world. It's just, uh, it's pretty mind blowing. But anyway, he doesn't mention that in this book. He actually talks, he's great about sharing stories. Mark Batterson is. And the first story he talks about, and they're all interwoven with the same concept in the same concept and, and trying to make the point that one act of kindness, one act of kindness that our actions can trigger amazing things decades, years, generations later. They could be the inciting incidents that change the course of history. The first story he talks about is Paul Tudor Jones, who is a Wall Street legend, and he's most well known for one of the few people who most fully took advantage of the greatest downturn percentage drop of the Dow Jones Industrial Average in October of 1987. He managed to triple his investment value. And ever since then, he's had a consistent record of increase when everybody is decreasing. And he's one of the top, most top performing managers. And one of the things he did, what he realized was that he adopt, when he adopted a sixth grade class, which was a, a part of an underperforming school, um, despite guaranteeing college scholarships to every high school graduate, only one third of those kids got their high school diplomas. 
And then Jones decided that there was something more that was happening in their environment. There were some environmental challenges that was around these inner city kids that fueled his passion to fight poverty. And he realized that that poverty was a great source and, and the environment that those kids were in of poverty were the reason they did not graduate high school and guaranteeing them a college scholarship. That's pretty mind blowing. So he started something called the Robin Hood Foundation, uh, which has channeled $1.45 billion to this cause. And uh, Fortune magazine actually rated it one of the most innovative, innovative and influential philanthropic organizations of our time. And Paul credits the reasoning for this to his mother. He talks about uh, this quote here. When he was a child, Jones was at an outdoor vegetable market with his mother and uh, ended up being the drive. This incident ended up being the driving engine of his life. And he got lost when he was at the vegetable market. And when you're four years old, your mother is everything. And this extraordinary, very kind, very old, very tall black man came over and said, don't worry, we're going to find your mama. Don't cry. We're going to find her. You're going to be happy in a minute. You never forget stuff like that. God's every action, those little actions become so much bigger and then they become multiplicative. That's a hard word to say. We forget how important and small actions can be. For me, I think it kind of spawned a lifetime of trying to always repay that kindness. One encounter, that one encounter, that one act of kindness was something that he used as the fuel to bring kindness into the world. Okay, pretty powerful. And then um, Batterson goes on to talk about uh, being part of a screenwriting. He went, he's gone, he has a passion for screenwriting and, and story in particular. And he went to a seminar with a man named Robert McKee, who's a very well-known writer. And uh, in that, the overarching observation for him was a a game changer. And that was this idea that if you don't have conflict, the best part of a story is the conflict. Because if you don't have conflict, you don't have a story. And we accept that in movies. And uh, in an epic movie, you demands an epic conflict. It's easier to watch on screen. But when you have to overcome some epic challenge yourself in life, those become much, much more difficult to go through. And so he shares a lot of some of the the smaller incidents that brought kindness into the world. And then he, uh, for himself and and some of the stories of, of his church and how it was created. But the part of the, the part of the book now that where he goes into some of the scriptural background is this idea that uh, of Rahab and the Battle of Jericho and what that it was such a huge part of the Jewish storyline and it was the first victory in the promised land but it was the key to victory the key to victory was the act of kindness um, and uh, he talks about the prostitute Rahab that helped the two spies from Israel and, and harbored them 
when everyone was looking for them in Jericho. And all she asked of them was to, to, that they will show kindness to her family because I have shown kindness to you is what Rahab asked them to do. And because they did show kindness to Rahab, those Jewish spies were also showing kindness to her great-grandson, David. I had no idea that that one act of kindness had a ripple effect across nations and generations. And of course, Jesus is in the lineage of David. And so we come from this lineage, this one act of kindness by this prostitute, Rahab, which was known to be one of the four most beautiful women in the Bible. This act of kindness is part of the storyline, interwoven into the storyline of Jesus. And of course, as children of God that we are, it runs in our storyline as well. It runs in our spiritual lineage. And um, he points out a scripture here that um, I think is very appropriate which is let us not become weary in doing good for we for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all people and that comes specifically from it's the scripture verse galatians 6 9 through 10 let's not grow weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all people i love it i love it and the conclusion of the story wraps up with a story about um, the holocaust and how one small act of kindness by a childhood friend who in a concentration camp found one raspberry and this is a story that's told in the uh, Boston, um, the Holocaust Museum in, in Boston, uh, Holocaust Memorial in Boston about the six glass towers. And the five glass towers talk about the, all the horror that occurred. But the sixth one talks about one act of kindness and how much that meant to this, this woman, Gerda Weissman, who was given this raspberry and how much hope it brought her. So every act of kindness creates a ripple effect. Give it a generation or two or 18, and it might just be the inciting incident that changes the course of history. And uh, he concludes by saying that, what is your story? One of the best ways to discover your destiny is to study your history. The seeds of your dreams are often buried in your memory. Three levels down, take inventory. And this leads me to think about something that happened on a men's retreat. I went away last weekend and uh, I get away twice a year with these men that I meet every, every Monday afternoon, evening, whenever I can, I meet with these men, we get together and we just share our stories. We tell about what's going on day to day in our lives. And one of the things we did this time, which was very good for me and, and for me to hear everyone else's story is we told our stories from the beginning to the end. And um, everybody had a different story, of course, and everyone, it was just four of us this time. Normally it's six of us. Two of the guys couldn't make it. But when everybody told their story, it was, you know, we, we told our story. It was three hours long. Everybody's story was about three hours long. And 
everybody had a unique way of telling their story. And we actually kind of, at the end, everybody kind of named the overarching theme of the way we told our stories. I had one friend who told his story in a very dramatic fashion, really dramatic. I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was riveting. Like it was an action thriller from beginning to end. It was just a great drama, you know? So we call, I guess we called it an action thriller. And then, um, another, another guy, actually his story was about an hour and his was the short film. And then, um, the other guy was, um, I don't know. I don't remember what we called his story, but he was, um, he was, he was very calm when he told his story. So maybe it was more of a, um, it was, it was more of a peaceful, peaceful event. Mine was the documentary. And I didn't realize this about myself until after I shared my entire story from beginning to end that I think in terms of documentation, I, um, I knew every date and season and I've been made fun of for this before because I know songs and what time, what season of the, what year and what season it was when that song became popular and, or when it was popular for me. And, um, and so my friends make fun of me for that. But my friends that were on this retreat, I mean, I, I went in detail, date, <laughs> season by season. And uh, the guys were like, this is like a documentary. When is this? Okay, we're only in the fall of 1986. And we're two hours in here, Eric. When, when are we going to keep the story going? Or how is the story going to, I mean, are we going to be here until midnight? Anyway, it was just a, kind of a funny season and and I just had to laugh at myself for the way that I told my story. But, um, there was a lot that came up for me, um, when I told my story and and sharing my history. And I love that the whole concept is one of the best ways to discover your destiny is to study your history. What are those inciting incidents? What were those acts of kindness that affected you? What were those acts of, of evil or meanness that affected you and take inventory of those inciting incidents. And it finishes with uh, Donald Miller uh, talking because who is a famous author. Some people have actually compared me to Donald um, because of the honesty, which the way he, he approaches things, but, and I appreciate that. It's a huge compliment, but Donald Miller started a company called storyline. And the mission is to help people tell better stories with their lives And he tells of the birth of this, of his writing career, when one person at his, this New York Times bestselling book said when he was a kid, he wasn't good at anything. And he wrote a short article for high school youth group newsletter. And uh, one compliment, one person, an unscripted person, somebody that didn't ask, said to him, Don, you're a really good writer. And so Don, at that point, from at that point up till then, he wasn't good at anything, according to him. It put a period on his feelings of incompetence and began a new sentence, a new chapter in his life. And God wants to write his story through your life. And if you give him complete editorial control, he'll write an epic. Telling a better story with your life begins with identifying the inciting incidents in your past. That's your backstory. Then you start creating incidents with intentionality. That's the rest of the story.
Great chapter. Again, of course, I'd love to know what your major takeaways are. Mine are that one of the best ways to discover your destiny is to study your history. So study your history. I'm going to take some time today to study my history. I'm going to review my story that I told. What were the overarching themes of my history? What were the incidents that drove me, that moved me, and um, that brought me to this place right here? And everybody has a unique story. So what is your story? Share your story. Share whatever you'd like to. What came up for you as you listen to this in the Courageous Community? You know how to reach it? Just go to CourageousCommunity.com and there'll be a link to that community page. You can also listen to all the episodes on Courageous Community and be directed to iTunes as well to write a rating and review. Uh, Share about that. Share your thoughts. And if you're impacted by this Courage Cast podcast, um, then I'd love a rating and review. If you could take a few minutes to do that, that would be amazing. I'll send you a t-shirt when when you do. If you'll send me an email at eric at courageouscommunity.com, a t-shirt will be coming your way. Well, I appreciate you, friends. Thanks for listening to me today, and I'll be back again on the next episode of CourageCast. Cast.